0: yeah because that's the thing is to remember as a personal brand is personal so you should be involving some of yourself in it
1: welcome to design life a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. my name is femke and my name is charlie today we're going to talk about something that is well
0: very important to all designers you know who post stuff online and that is Designing your own personal brand. It is something that I'm sure we've all been through, we've all struggled with, and we're just going to share our experiences with it today and how we go about that process, how we made the decisions that we made in our personal brand, it should be a good talk. Because I think we have chatted a lot on this show about the importance of a personal brand and like, you know, being purposeful with it, deciding what you want your reputation to be, what you want to be known for. But surprisingly, for a design podcast, we have not so much talked about the actual design process of it. So this should be good. <laughs> First though, Fem, how, how are things going? We're co- recording on the weekend, which is rare for
1: us. We normally record on a weekday. So how's your weekend been? What's you been up to? My weekend has been good. Thanks. I went for a long bike ride today, which was super Ooh. nice, trying to get out more, especially while the weather is, you know, balmy, enjoying the summer. But I'm doing good. I'm going to San Francisco tomorrow, which is exciting. So I still need to pack because I've not done that yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just kind of been using the weekend to wrap up on some last minute things before I go away, like our website, which is I'm hopefully going to put live now, which is super exciting. Although by the time you hear this, it is well live. So go and check it out, (laughs) designlife.fm. But yeah, it's been a good and chill weekend so far. What about you? My weekend has been full of packing,
0: not so much for a trip, but like packing my life up into boxes <laughs> because we're moving in two weeks' time at the recording of this episode. So yeah, that's exciting. But it's also a lot of work to basically you handling every single thing you own, you yeah. know, and you always I have to make this decision. I'm like, do I want to pack this in a box or should I just get rid of it? Like,
1: do I want to keep this object? It's kind of a nice, like, excuse to just go through all of your stuff and kind of just get rid of the unnecessary things that you've accumulated over time. Yeah, because stuff just builds up. Oh my gosh. I feel like I go through my wardrobe
0: every, like, six months and still just in this packing, I found like four bags worth of clothes to either like put in the recycling bin or to give to a charity shop. So I don't know where they all keep coming from because I don't even buy clothes that often. But yeah, that's been my weekend, lots of packing and I went for a long walk as well. I've been trying to just like fill my move rings on my Apple watch every single day. And so yesterday I went for a big long walk.
1: I thought that you said mood rings. Do you remember oh, those yeah. from like the 90s? Oh yeah,
0: you know, they're, they're in now. Didn't anyone tell you, Pam? <laughs> Amazing. I guess Apple Move Rings are the new mood ring. In a way. Quote unquote. You heard it here first. There we go. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Shall we get into today's topic anyway? Yes. Enough about our weekends. Um, Personal brands. So, shall we start by maybe describing our personal brand, like the visuals of it a bit. I know this is a weird thing to do on an audio podcast, but I just feel like I want to give people context for what we talk about.
1: Sure, but why don't you kick it off first?
0: Sure. Um, So my brand, my visual brand, is very pink and purple, is the main like, you know, color theme you'll get when you look at it. I have pinks and purples and touches of blues and turquoises. I like it to be a little bit, um, how would I describe it? I guess like creative and not super, not super like minimalist or simple in that I like to use my uh, iPad and procreate and like make my YouTube thumbnails with brushes and that sort of thing. A lot of it is very hand drawn. So it's quite, yeah, it feels, feels very personal, creative, colorful. My logo is uh, hand lettering of my name, Charlie Marie. It was it started out as something that I drew and lettered and then I had our our good friend Austin Saylor like fine tune it and just in general make it better when he also animated it for me.
1: You know, I remember when you drew this logo like years ago. Do you remember? Was it at your beach house? Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, flashback, right? I remember like we were super into hand lettering at the time and doing lots of practice and drawing and I totally remember you sitting down uh, drawing this logo. It's so cool that you still have it today. Yeah. I mean, it's been improved since then, since that one that I drew because Austin is much more
0: talented than me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. So my brand is very much me. Um... Yeah, it's it's bright and colorful and creative and like fun, I guess. And uh, what other elements are part of it? I guess I when I do use a digital font when it's not something that is handwritten, I use a sans serif is is my go-to. Um, good old Averta, which is our fave, isn't nice. it? Nice. <laughs> yep. yep. um, yeah. 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 I think that's a good visual description of my brand,
1: maybe? Um your turn? How would you describe your brand? How can you how can people picture it in their mind? <laughs> um, you can picture it being a bit more white space than mm-hmm. than yours. So I try you try and utilize white and blank space a little bit more. My sort of main colour is green. I don't I don't know how to describe colours. Like it's kind of a apple green like a poppy green highlighter green maybe is better to go I'm really bad at like describing colors I think
0: apple green is a really good description of it
1: yeah so that's kind of like my main color that I use throughout my site mostly my website things like links and buttons and things like that I also like to use photography a little bit um but I kind of like to use it in this overlapping way. Like if you go to my site, which is femka.co.nz, you'll see what I mean where I kind of have images overlapping one another because, I don't know, I just like this kind of layering that it brings. Like a collage type look. Yeah, it's kind of like a collage, yeah. uh, which I kind of like. It just, for me, gives the feel and aesthetic a bit more of a dimension, if you know what I mean. Like it feels a bit more... Mm, like not as static. So I quite like layering things, which I do mostly with imagery. Uh, My main font, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what it is, sadly, but it is a serif font that I can look into what it is and link it in the show notes. It'll definitely be on Google fonts. Uh, And then I also have as like my secondary font is like a mono space font. Yeah, that's right. um, Which I don't know, I just like the retroness of it. If you don't know what monospace font is, it's kind of like typically the typeface you see in code, coding editors, right? Like people who are coding typically use this font because it's like spaced really well that you can see the individual letters and numbers very clearly. So I kind of use this as like my secondary font throughout the site. I don't know, I just really like it and like the retroness that it kind of gives. Uh, it feels very like... I don't know. I I have a button that says like, drop me an email. And that's in this monospace typeface, which feels very like 1991, like send me an email. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What I really like about that part of your brand too, is it's that
0: super computery combined with the beautiful, like texture of the photography that you have. Cause I do think that photos are a big part of your visual brand. Um, you know, like your Instagram is full of, you know, beautiful travel photos, your Twitter profile, whatever, like it's, it, it is a big photography focus. So I think that is an important part of your
1: visual aesthetics. Yeah, I think so. And I even have like a small section on my site with photos on a black background. Um, so I don't know, it's not really, really related to my design, but I just like photography as a side element of having it drop in here and there. And I, what I also like about it is that it's totally not related to the content And I know that that might sound weird, but like, I don't know, I have photos of nature and stuff on my site when I'm a designer, like typically, I I mean, when I go to a lot of designers' websites, I see like really, you know, office style or designery style photos and stuff. And I just like to do something a bit more different and have it a bit more natural. Like my photo of me is of me like on a mountain and not like, you know, in an office. So I just kind of like that opportunity to show a bit of a different side of me with photography. Uh, that's about it. I don't have a logo, sadly, like you do fancy pants. Uh, (laughs) I used to have one though that was also hand lettered, but I kind of dropped that when I redesigned my site about a year ago. Oh, okay.
0: This gives us a good chance to segue then into ways that our visual brand has changed over the years and like improvements that we've made to it. So what made you get rid of that logo? I Can I guess at the answer before I let, okay, you, sure. let you answer it? I think that perhaps your handwritten logo didn't suit the design of this new site. I don't know. I can't imagine it on there. So maybe that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. But what was your reasoning for getting rid of it?
1: Yeah, it was a mixture of both that. Like I, I felt like I was going towards a more structured, clean cut style mm-hmm. uh, for my brand and not really this flimsy, whimsical, free handed style, if you know what I mean? Like mine, (laughs) like yours, which is lovely by the way. So yeah, it didn't really fit with my new style. And I also kind of felt like I had moved on as well. Like, you know, beforehand I was more focused on marketing design and communications and things like that. And we explored a lot of hand lettering a few years ago. And so that really felt like it belonged to that era. And now I kind of felt like I was shifting into a new era and wanted something that represented that era for me a little bit better. And that hand lettered logo didn't feel like the right way to go at that time. That's so interesting that I think we've
0: done the opposite thing because a few years ago, my like YouTube thumbnails, for example, which was like a piece of my visual brand that I was creating every single week. So I think it's, you know, that's why I bring it up the thumbnail so much, but I was writing, the text for my videos was in like a, um, yeah, just like a sans-serif, tall, skinny font on top of a colored box, and the color of the box depended on what the content of the video was, but it was in the pinks, purples, you know, turquoise or blue, and then I shifted more to making my thumbnails on my iPad, so having them be more free-flowing and handwritten, so moving away from that more, um, yeah, structured look to something more, whimsical is I I like that word that you used. So that's really interesting that we've kind of done the opposite thing.
1: Yeah, it is really interesting. What I like about yours is that it's very tied with your personality. Yes. And like the hand lettering plays so much to that, right? Like it's literally your handwriting. So it feels very personal, very intimate. Uh, So it totally, to me, suits your brand and your like what you're going for right now.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly why I did it. I wanted my videos to feel more like me. And so, yeah, involving my hand littering as much as I can makes me feel like I'm doing that a little bit more as well. And also just standing out from the... I think a lot of my brand is about trying to veer away from the regular, like, tech videos type of thing or, like, you know, I'm a woman in tech and I want to show people that you don't have to, like... I don't know, basically pretend to be a man or whatever in order to be successful (laughs) as a woman in tech, you can embrace your feminine side and you can, you know, express that as much as you want and still be successful. So I think like that's an underlying reason why I gravitate towards pinks and purples, because that's my favorite color. That's what color my hair is usually. And I just like it. And so I feel like it represents me well. And there was a part of me that thought, oh, if I want to be taken seriously, then surely I shouldn't use these colors. But then I was like, you know what? Dang it. I'm going to try. Like, who cares? What what the norm is.
1: I'm going to I do what I want to do. So, I was actually going to ask you because I I was scrolling through your YouTube videos uh, recently and you have pretty much maintained this pink, purple, turquoise theme throughout like your your YouTube since the beginning. Sure, like your visual style has changed and you've used different fonts and things like that, but you've kept the color theme. Is there a reason behind that? Like you kind of just mentioned it's your favorite colors. You feel like they represent you well. Is that something that you feel is like so strongly ingrained in your brand that it's something you want to keep over time?
0: I think now purple is for sure. Um, yeah, I've noticed that people start to recognize Yeah, things that are mine and like I don't know, I quite like that, and I don't feel like I need to move on yet. If you know what I mean. If anything, I'm trying to embrace color more because I always did in my YouTube thumbnails, like you said. But um, my previous website was very black and white. The only purple on it was the link hover color. That was that was really all there was, and I think like buttons were purple but my new current website, and actually I don't know what state it'll be in when this episode goes out, but the homepage is like a pink and purple gradient across the whole page. There's no like subtlety about the color on it. And I've been designing a new blog for myself as well, and I'm trying to like force myself to bring in color blocks as much as I can in that too, because I think, yeah, I just wanna wanna embrace that more and I guess fully commit to it and not be afraid to. So yeah, I've gone more colorful.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think that's cool. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I tend to get a bit tired of like the blue uh, that you see on a lot of websites. Actually just earlier today, uh, my boyfriend Owen, he's redoing his portfolio site and he was trying to choose some colors and he had like a blue and then he had a green. And I was just like, why don't you go with pink, like just try it and see how it feels. And he tried it and it actually looks so, so cool and it's so different. Nice. So I don't know, like, I I think it's cool to just try something different or wacky or out there, or like you said, uh, you know, stick to what's you, right? Like, like you were saying earlier about, oh, you know, people in tech and feeling like you had to sort of blend in with the expectation of what people in tech kind of put out there. But the fact that you go with what you like and you go with the colors that you like, I think is really awesome. And it's a good way to also show a bit of your personality.
0: Yeah. And cuz that's the thing is to remember is a personal brand is personal. So, it's you should be involving some of yourself in it. I think that color is actually one of the hardest things people struggle with sometimes when it comes to um, a personal brand especially because it feels like a lot of pressure, like I don't know, like what color represents you? What color represents the work that you do and like your goals and your mission in life? It feels like a really tall order to pick something out. And honestly, I think part of the reason why I keep my colors is because I really like them and I just have no idea what I would change them to (laughs) if I did change them. I can't imagine my brand being anything other than like the specific shade of purple. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I keep it. But how about you Finn? how did you choose this green? Like why green in particular and then why this shade? What was your process like for picking? Did you do what Owen was doing and go through a bunch of colors and pick the one that you felt looked right or was green straight away or?
1: This brings up a great topic of like my design process to making my personal brand and basically there was none. Don't tell people that. So basically what I did is when I was making this website, I was using Webflow for the first time. And I was really using it as a, like, I, I just wanted to explore and learn the tool and what better way to do that than just, you know, make something fun. And I kind of started making my portfolio without really realizing that was what I was doing at the time. So I was just tinkering around. And actually one of the things I struggle with more is choosing a font. I actually find that harder than color, Interesting, um, but we can get into that soon. So basically what I did was I was just playing around and typically what happens is I will just choose something with the mindset of oh I'll just use this temporarily but then I am using it for the next month or two or whatever while I'm creating the thing and end up I don't know, it just ends up growing on me usually. So that's kind of what happened with this green where I kind of chose it as like, oh, this works for now and it's not blue, so it feels good and then it just grew on me and I really liked it. And I feel like it complements the the white space that I was talking about earlier that I like to use because they're both like white is obviously very fresh and then the green is also very fresh. So I don't know, for me it's a nice alternative to like a dark website that I often see from a lot of product designers. Yeah,
0: for sure. But if I think back, though, your previous brand, when you were using the handwritten logo we're talking about before, that was like a teal, teal green color as well. So maybe you just have this, like you're drawn to this shade. And so I know the one on your website right now is brighter, but
1: yeah I kind of intentionally this time wanted something a little bit more striking or a bit more uncomfortable you know like there's always safe colors you can go for but I wanted something that really popped uh so hence why I went with this poppy green but the the fonts were really I I think even the day before I pushed this live I was still changing them like just figuring out what works okay let's talk about fonts then Um, why was
0: this a struggle for you? Because this is something, and oh my God, that sounded so accusatory. I don't mean to sound like that. I just mean that I have my, like, go-to fonts that I will always use, and I I don't know, maybe I should be more inventive or whatever, but I find it pretty easy, like, to settle on a font that I like. Okay. Um, like, colors and, and like, you know, other parts of the design are more challenging for me, so tell me what it is about fonts that makes you unable to decide on them?
1: Well, I think for me, the fonts make a huge difference visually or like to the whole look and feel of a site can be determined by a font. And so, you know, just changing the fonts when I was playing around with it would just make the site feel so different, even though the design was the same, the layout was the same, the hierarchy was the same, just something as simple as a font change would just make the whole thing have a different look and feel. So that's what I struggle with when choosing fonts is, I'm asking myself, well, what do I want the look and feel to be? What do I want this to feel like? Um, And I also always have the classic, like, should I go for serif or sans serif for body font? Like, (laughs) I still struggle with that today. So that's more my struggle is that I feel like it just has such a big influence on my brand, especially with my website being pretty light on content. So the, the type is really like the dominant thing on the page I just struggle with choosing one sometimes because it changes the feel so much so when you were
0: going through the process of making a website was it for example you didn't even know yet if you wanted a monospace font so you were trying like a serif in that space a sans serif in that space before settling on that monospace basically yeah. right yeah I can see how that yeah I guess with my personal brand stuff I've always already had that look and feel in mind and because I, I don't know, I already have this bank of fonts that I like. I'm not super inventive when it comes to trying out new fonts all of the time. I just, I have my trusty go-tos, you know? And so I would just go for them. If I'm like, okay, I want something that is sans-serif, simple, like kind of geometric, sweet, averta. Or I want a, a serif font for like this body copy, cool. There's this one called Meriwether that is my go-to for serifs.
1: Oh, Meriwether's also nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Yeah. I guess that's why I'm saying that fonts aren't difficult for me is because I already have the one that I want for each look and feel in mind. But I totally see what you mean, what you mean when you say like that. That is the struggle is not even knowing what to put there yet.
1: Yeah, and it's especially hard. So I often look on Google Fonts for inspiration, and I also try to do a bit of research about font pairing. You know, like if I really like a particular serif font, I might do some googling onto like a nice font pairing typeface for it but the struggle for me is that it could look really nice in google fonts when you have like a nice headline and then a nice little paragraph underneath but then when you apply it to a whole website it's just a completely different context yes so it can never like often it never looks how I visually intended it to look I don't know it's it's hard fonts are really hard is basically the summary of this and I struggle in making decisions (laughs) And also because like, the font has such an
0: impact on the UX of the person who is, you know, using your site as well. And as a UX designer, that's probably very top of your mind. Yes. Giving people a good reading experience, you know. That makes sense. So with a personal brand, we often hear designers say that like, they're working on their website forever, you know, it's never done. And I think it's because designing for yourself, you're often the most difficult client, right? You're really picky. And you don't force yourself into a limited number of iterations like you perhaps would on a client project, you know, and rounds of feedback and all of that because, you know, you're giving feedback to yourself. So what are you going to do? Did you find the, like, designing your site, deciding on the look and feel of it, deciding on the colors, was that a hard process for you? Did you go back and forth a bit? And I don't know, did it take a while or how was that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I still to this day have things that I want to add to their brand that I haven't. And for example, like I've always had the idea of adding like little doodles around the photographs on my site, like bringing in a actual sort of, uh, yeah. Hand drawn element to it to give it a bit of a more rough feel. Uh, and I've kind of had that idea since the beginning of wanting to integrate that with the photos, But uh, at the time, I was just really, I, I had to focus on okay, let's just launch an MVP. And I can add those little details and stuff over time. Otherwise I knew that I would never launch it because yep. there's always more you can add. There's always more you can do. Like another thing I want to add is a like CV, like or resume, like a career kind of tab on my site that has, you know, my past jobs and things like that on it. I mean, there's so many more things that I wanted to add at the beginning before I launched it, but knew that it would just continue holding me back. So I think you kind of have to, I don't know, set a deadline or, or some kind of, uh, like, okay, when I hit this milestone or or reach this, that's when I'll publish it. I actually heard, uh, some advice recently. I, I don't know how good this advice is, but they were saying that they basically have their live staging, like their staging version live. There's like pressure to Whoa. like work okay. on their portfolio. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, so basically as they're making changes to it, it's live,
0: people can see those changes. Exactly. Yeah. So that seems like dangerous (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I know so yeah the reasoning behind this was basically because they were like well if I never did that I would never publish it and also having it live like you know gives me a bit of a kick up the bum to actually make it look good and make the changes that I want to make so that is one interesting approach that I don't know if I would recommend and I have not done that but if you are someone that is really struggling with this then that could be a way to go I don't know I feel like I've done something kind of similar, but also different, because I'm not, like, you know,
0: putting the staging version live. But I'm making a series on my YouTube channel this year about my website redesign process, like, breaking down every single step. So, like, at each point in the process, I film a video about it. Um... I had hoped that this would actually make me move faster than I have, <laughs> but I do still think that I would be, like, I would have nothing still if I wasn't making this series, you know? Because it's just so easy for me to, like, I don't know, not prioritize my own personal side. So, right now I'm thinking, I've met the last video in the series that I filmed at the time of recording this was wireframing and planning for the design of my blog section on my site. And so the next video is going to be the like design and build of the blog. And so uh, I'm very aware that I'm like, okay, I've got to finish that so that then I can get that video out, you know? And like, that is one of the motivations for me to actually, yeah, get it done.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like always having some sort of accountability helps. You've obviously gone pretty extreme on the accountability to like a hundred (laughs) thousand (laughs) people. And they ask for it. Let me tell you. Well, that's <laughs> like, good. When's that's the next good. one coming? I'm like, ah. They're keeping you on your toes. That's good. But yeah, some kind of accountability helps. It obviously doesn't have to be 100,000 people like Charlie uh, has gone that way. But, you know, it could be yourself even or a friend or something like that who might also be going through this process. Uh, because, yeah, otherwise you'll just keep tinkering forever. At least in my experience, that's what's happened.
0: Yeah. And I would recommend making the small decisions uh, early and just sticking with them. Like, I remember back when I was making the, like designing the brand for my YouTube channel, um, I could have done variations of my logo, right? That I drew that hand lettering once at your beach house and that's what I went with. That's what I used as my logo. I was like, cool, this is fine. This is going to be it. <laughs> yeah, and like we said, it's still the logo I use today. It's had improvements. It actually looks quite different, but um, yeah. The base of it is still there and that's been my logo because I'm like, nope, this is fine, this is getting the job done. There is no reason for me to spend any longer on this. And it's the same with the colors for me as well. I'm like, right, these colors look good together, they're gonna work great. Over the years I've tweaked them, like adjusted the shades and and things like that to make them better as as I go and suit whatever needs of the uh, other types of visual design I've done using those colors. But yeah, just make those decisions and and stick with them for now and know that you can change them whenever you want to, because it is your brand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was going to say that as well, but you said it really well is that you're not like locked in forever, right? Like it's your brand. You can do what you want. And if you decide a year in that you don't like the purple, then change the purple. It's uh, totally up to you. You know, I think you should always make sure that you're feeling proud and comfortable and confident with what like your personal brand persona that is out there, right? So, you know, just make sure it's something fun and something that you think represents you well, and I wouldn't overstress too much about it. I think what the
0: reason we do maybe is because when we're working on a client project, we have to hand the brand over to them and then be like, hands off almost, you know? So we wanna get it absolutely as perfect as we can, knowing that this is going to like our name will be attached to it. It will know it's a piece of work we've done and we want it to be as good as possible. And we know that we can't go in and make fixes later on because the client's already got it and they're using it. And it'd be unprofessional to go back and be like, mm, sorry, one second. Can I just change this shade of orange everywhere that you've used it already? Oh, you've already printed your business cards. Oh. That's right. Just do them again. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> yeah. But with, with our personal brand, we, we can do that. We can reprint business cards if we really want to. Um, it's fine. Speaking of business cards, Fem, do you have business cards?
1: I have business cards for work. Yeah, well,
0: we're talking about personal
1: brand here. <laughs> yeah, so no. <laughs> I think I used to actually, but not, I probably have some in a box somewhere from a few years ago.
0: I've been thinking about getting some again, just because I um, I think the purpose of business cards is less about, oh, here's my information. So next time you need me, you're going to look up this business card and, and get to it. But it's more like, oh, yeah, I remember meeting this person. Um, This is the little card that I have reminding me of that fact. So I think I'm going to design some business cards with that in mind that are perhaps not all focused on me. but Maybe like one side is and then the other side is like a cool hand lettered quote or something. I don't know.
1: I always like when I receive business cards like that, where it's something kind of quirky and different and not just the classic business card. Yeah, it's nice.
0: That's what I'm thinking anyway. It's so the next addition to my visual personal brand. There we go. Nice way to tie it all up. <laughs> Super nice. Well, I think, is there anything else you wanted to say on this topic, fam?
1: No, I don't think so. I think just, like, make make it something new, you know? And, and again, I would say don't overstress or overthink it too much. Like, I know that it can be really easy to go down that hole of, like, constantly refining and changing based on your mood, even, you know, but I wouldn't overthink it too much and make sure you have some sort of accountability so that you actually get it done.
0: Yeah. Great words to end on. All right. Where can people go to find more episodes of this podcast, aka where's that lovely website that you talked about building?
1: (laughs) Uh, You can check out our new website, which is at designlife.fm. And if you go to episodes, you will see all of our past episodes there. Yes, all on this lovely new Webflow site they've built. So go check it out. Yes, thank you, Webflow. Also, shout out to them for all of their help while I have been making this website. They've been so helpful and responsive on Twitter. So shout out to them. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, they're, like, their team is great. Sometimes I will tweet with a question and someone will DM me from the team with like a screen recording of how to do it. They just did that for me an yeah. hour
1: ago. It was amazing. Isn't that nice? Yes, yeah, so, so handy. nice. so Not sponsored. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, not sponsored, but also there is an affiliate link in the show notes if you do want to try it. But I, I love when brands will, like, communicate with you on Twitter like that, and they don't make me go over to their support system and, like, emails.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Just
0: makes it feel so much more personal. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> um, what else do we have to say? Follow us on Twitter. There we go. That's a good connection. Yeah, we are also we on Twitter. We at Design Life FM on Twitter, and we will talk to you. We probably won't send you a screencast.
1: No. But, I mean, maybe if we ask nicely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Until next time. Yep. Talk to you then, Fim. Have a good time in San Francisco. Thanks. Enjoy your company retreat. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye.